for listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host Jason Cook and today we have Afi Tuaoi joining us from Wynyard. Welcome, Afi. Jason, good morning. It's great to be with you again. Yeah, it's good to have you back with us. Um, now, I'm just going to ask you, Afi, is it uh, raining up there? Because we've certainly had some rain down south in southern Tasmania. Yes, uh, certainly it was raining yesterday and this morning also. It's a bit of a downpour this morning. It's quite surprising because we've had some great weather Amazing last week. Amazing weather last week. Beautiful mm. weather it was. Beautiful sunny days. Yeah. Avi, uh, you, uh, I think last time um, we did our program, we had to record it because you're going to be away. Tell us what you're up to while you're away. Yeah, I was, I was um, blessed enough to go to um, Brisbane and uh, there was an Institute of Youth Ministry seminar that was happening up there and had a, a great time meeting a lot of people. And um, Pastor Steve Case from America, who was the host or the, uh, or the speaker of the program, and, um, yeah, learned quite a lot there, which um, I was really blessed by mm. and, um, and enjoyed the weather too. So it was nice up there. Was David Leo up there as well, just out of interest? Um, no, Eugene. Eugene, oh, okay. Eugene still was there, and, yeah, him and I um, had a great time together. Now, Eugene is one that I have not had on the radio before, and uh, I've asked him, but so far he hasn't agreed, so <laughs> we'll have to get him well, on soon. <laughs> well, we're going to have a meeting soon, as you know, Jason, and so we'll, uh, you and I will tag team yes, to, um, you should, together. Yes, you should uh, have a quiet word with him. He's a very <laughs> he's a very quiet, lovely man, yeah. and uh, I'd love to get him on and, and hear his story. So, yeah, well, that's great. Uh, was the weather nice up in Queensland? Nice and uh, well, sunny up there? The first day I was up there, I think it got up to 27, and it was very, very warm. Well, there Especially you go. at night when we were going to bed. Well, so. we, we had 27 down in Hobart. I had 28 wow. last week on one of wow. our days. So certainly starting to warm up down here. Yes. Of that's course, shocking. Then the next day it's uh, 15 or 16. So yeah. <laughs> anyway. Doesn't matter. We uh, we're alive, and it's great to be here, and uh, it's great to be with our, our listeners this morning. Um, Afi, we're going to be continuing today on Hosea, and uh, we're up to Hosea chapter eleven. But before we get into number eleven, let's uh, just have a quick review of where we've come from. Yeah, thanks, Jason. And uh, so we're coming near the end of, of the book of Hosea, and previously. As we know, we've looked at um, Hosea and Goma through chapters one and two, which is the sort of the crux of of the of the story and of Goma's unfaithfulness, which is applies to God's people being unfaithfulness unfaithful to Him, and um, and so we also looked then from chapters four onwards to the end of the book, which deals with the judgment. Why have they? Why has God um, brought judgment upon them because of the unfaithfulness? And um, namely, judgment had come upon them because of their idolatry and unfaithfulness. And this was betrayed, as we said, through Hosea and Goma, their three children. And through chapters 4 to 7, that unfaithfulness came through the priests and the prophets. They failed to give people knowledge of Yahweh. 
And so the people were destroyed from a lack of knowledge, namely that of the law of God. Mm. And the second point we looked at was Hosea's emphasis is not just on the on the priests and the prophets, but also the people themselves have to take responsibility. And the three things that the responsibility came upon them was their lack or the missing of their faithfulness to God, their love for God, and an acknowledgement of God. And the third point we looked at was through chapter 8 was that in verse 14 was we emphasized that it says, for Israel has forgotten his maker. Mm. And we made the point, it's like at times, you know, I, I forget where I put my phone. Mm. I, I haven't forgotten my phone. I've just mislaid it. I remember that illustration very clearly. So I, I will, if I read that verse again, that will always come to mind. Yeah. So they haven't forgotten. They just mislaid God. And, you know, and we looked at these points that led them to idolatry. Mm. Then through chapter 9, we, we see all of this sort of culminating in their celebration of the harvest of Thanksgiving or the feast of their first fruits. And we looked at the seven feasts or festivals. Six of those, six of those feasts out of the seven represent, represented their yearly relationship with Yahweh. And the application we saw today is for us, we, we would be in some phase in our own Christian journey and development. And that's why, you know, why don't we celebrate these feasts today? Because we see that these feasts in the fulfillment in Christ and um, his death on the cross for us. So the mm. feasts today are, are symbolic. Mm. But it is through the celebration of the feast of the first fruits that we see there in chapter, uh, chapter nine is where Israel, instead of acknowledging God as the originator of the harvest without a rain and blessings that came to them, they acknowledged the idol, the idol Baal. And, mm. and um, the blessings that they believed that came from Baal. And then the fourth point we looked at, the con- God is always continually looking for renewal or revival that they needed in their lives and, and for us today, and for us not to misplace God, and for us to continue in this covenant relationship with him. And then last week, the final point there in chapter 10, you know, one of the things that, that really displeases God is that Israel had a divided heart in chapter 10 and verse 2, which sort of really summed, summed up the chapter. And um, as Psalm 119, 113 says, God hates a double mind or mm. those who are double minded. Mm. So yeah, that's that, the summary we've been through, Jason, so far. That uh Topic or that concept of um, you know being having a divided or double-minded um, it reminds me of a verse. I think it's in James where it says, you know, when you pray, you you have to be you have to believe in what you're praying yes. for. Don't mm. uh, don't waver. Don't be tossed yeah. around with the, the right. waves of the wind. So. Yeah, mm. very true. Good 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 verse there, Jason. Now, look, if you want to go back and have a listen to our past episodes, you can do that using the Faith FM website. That's faithfm.com.au, www.faithfm.com.au. All of our past programs are on there under the Listen menu, Programs and Podcasts, and you can find Tassie Encounters and go back and have a listen to every one of our programs. Um, also, the Faith FM Australia app. You can download that, and uh, again, you can listen live, you can listen to our past programs. So Faith FM Australia, download that from your app store, and you can listen to all of our past episodes, not just the ones on Hosea that we've done over the past 10 weeks or so. So I think, well, maybe not quite 10 weeks. Anyway, um, today, Afi, we're going on to Chapter 11. 
Yes, and so now we see we see a sort of a different emphasis or tone with these final chapters that we're going to be looking at, uh, Jason. And we see the yearning of God or God's vulnerable love that's being rejected. Mm. And uh, would you like to read chapter eleven, verses one to four, as we see this the yearning of God and His God's vulnerable love rejected? Yes, and uh, today I'm reading all of our verses out of the New King James Version. And it's titled, God's Continuing Love for Israel. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. As they called them, so they went from them. They sacrificed to the Baals and burned incense to carved images. I taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by their arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I drew them with gentle cords, with bands of love. And I was to them as those who take the yoke from their neck. I stooped and fed them. Man, thanks, Jason. You know, Jason, you know, chapter 11 of Isaiah is one of the most beautiful chapters that you can read about God's compassion and his love and his love being rejected. Mm. And, and I want to spend a bit of time looking at these, these four verses. Um, you know, it's interesting. The author, Lloyd O'Gilvy, he says this, that, Talking about these verses you just read, that you just read, broken or estranged relationship, relationships cause the most distressing loneliness. Mm. It is being with the person, but out of communication, the ache of separateness. Our hearts overflow with caring and concern for someone, but he or she refuses to accept what we desire to express. Mm. You know, Jason, it, you know, it makes me think about, you know, have you loved someone and have your love rejected? I have, Arfi, and uh, it's something I haven't shared on radio before, but um, I have been married before, and um, in my first marriage, okay. it uh, came unstuck at one point, and, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, partly my fault, I'm, I'm sure, and uh, at, at one point my wife uh, actually told me she didn't want to be married to me anymore, so... I know what that feels like, and uh, of course, if you're in a married relationship and things um, do get to the point of separation, then mm. it's a very painful and lonely experience. Yeah, thanks, Jason, for sharing that story with us. And I'm, you know, I'm sorry that that happened to you. And you know, the pain that you felt, you know, and others who may be going through the same, you know, pain, you know, that's how God feels as well. Mm. about us about being separated and and being you know having that love rejected and um but you know we are thankful to the lord that even though we may go through that pain he certainly is with us and um bringing healing to us mm. and that's something that he's always looking for forward to us as well and just before we go to the break i'd just like to say about verse one that you just read we you know we see god's vulnerable love love freely given with the possibility of it being rejected mm. when he says when israel was a child i loved him and out of egypt i called my son mm. absolutely well, we've got a question for you this morning. This word loneliness, what images come to mind when you hear it and why do they come to mind? We'd love to hear from you this morning. Text us in on 0488880891. That's our Tassie Encounters show number 0488880891. What images come to mind when you hear the word loneliness and tell us why 
This first song is Pleasing to You. This is by Scripture Lullabies.
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And today we're talking with Afi Tuaoi on our series Encounters with Jesus. And we're talking on the topic of Hosea chapter 11. And just before the break, we did ask you a question about this word loneliness. What images come to mind when you hear this word loneliness? And tell us why um, those images come to mind. Text us in on 0488 880891. We'd really love to hear from you this morning. This is a live program. We can share your messages with our other listeners as well. So do text us in 0488 880891. Afi, we just read Hosea chapter 11, verse 1 to 4, and uh, Mm. there's a few points there that you wanted to hone in on a little bit. Yeah, thanks, Jason. And, um, you know, we made the point in verse 1 there, you know, God, when God called Israel, uh, the children of Israel, as they came out of Egypt, as we all know, they were in slavery there. And um, as God loved them as they had left Egypt, uh, we made the point, making the point is that when they left Israel, how, what the, how did they respond back to God? And they responded by really rebellion and chose new gods. And mm. broke, well, they really broke the basic rule of the covenant that, in Exodus chapter 20, verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. And then in verse 2 uh, that you read, um, as they caught, as God called them, they sacrificed to the Baals and burn incense to carved images. It's interesting in verse 2 there, Jason, in, in the RSV, the Revised Standard Version, it says, the more I called them, the more they went from me. Mm. And um, it, it reminds me of the, of the verse there in um, you know in Joshua chapter twenty four and verse fifteen. If you want to read that verse for us, please, Jason. Joshua twenty four verse fifteen. Yes, it says, "And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house." We will serve the Lord. That last sentence is the famous um, quote, isn't it? It is. Mm. And it's interesting, though, Jason, people seem to forget the beginning of the verse. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, I mean, bit of a provocative statement, really. I mean, who in the world is going to admit that it's evil to serve the Lord? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and, and But this is what Joshua is saying to, to the people. Uh, do you know a bit of the story, the background, why Joshua made that statement, especially that, that last part of the verse, as you said, that one people know very well, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You'll have to remind me, Arfi, because I didn't read the rest of this chapter. I should have done that in my preparation for this program. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Well, you know, it's come, Joshua, it's coming to the end of his life. And Joshua has seen that, you know, just as Moses did, you know, in the book of Deuteronomy, he's leaving, he's mm. know that he knows he's, he's, he's going to rest and he's giving instructions and counsel to his, to the, to his people to be faithful to God. And Joshua's doing the same thing. And why, the, you know, as you mentioned, that last part of the verse, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua is saying, we've made this decision mm. that my house, we are going to be faithful to God. Mm. But, you know, as I said, that provocative statement is like he, he's thrown it back at them and saying that, you know, if it seemed evil unto you to serve the Lord, what choose you this day? Mm. And the contrast there, either to continue to be, you know, to do evil or to be faithful and serve God. And um, what we're looking at, Jason, is that that although the in- inevitability of judgment is, you know, reiterated through these chapters, 
the, the note we take is, is the sorrowing regret that it must be because of their decision, just as Josh, Joshua is pleading to his people before God. Either you choose evil or you choose today, this day, will mm. you serve the Lord. Mm. It's a choice we have to make. Yeah, exactly, Jason. Mm. Every day we have to make that choice. Mm. So God's love to us as his child, there in verse 3 that you've read, uh, you know, we see this verse of verse 3 really uh, closely connected to verse 2. You know, Ephraim turned and ran to other gods after God had taught his child to walk, taking them by the arms. Mm. You know, it's a beautiful picture here of the innocence of the, of a parent and a child and their delight over their, you know, the first steps together. You know, Jason, I remember my daughter. Uh, Maria, when she took her first steps, you know, it was, it was amazing. You know, it was a joy. You know, we never expected it. And all of a sudden she just stood up and took, you know, a couple of steps, uh, towards my wife. Mm. And, um, you know, it's the same, you know, when in our own walk and journey with the God, with God, God gets excited when we've, you know, accepted him and, and are willing to walk with him. Uh, do you remember your first steps, Jason, after baptism? What was your change yeah, like? It's interesting. I was baptized very young. I I was very interested in um, in studying the Bible and uh, did did many studies mm. with uh, a pastor. And I was baptized, I think, around about the age of twelve, which is quite young. But um, I do remember, you know, being committed. But I think yep. for me, um, the maturity of my relationship with God didn't really come until a bit later when I moved away from home and I had to uh, move down to southern Tasmania and okay. uh, live independently from my parents and you sort of you, you leave that that protected space and that's when you really have to you know make that decision and that commitment to and uh, you know no one was watching on and you know yeah. seeing whether I continued my relationship with God but I, I did and I chose to do that but yeah th- those early uh, years were exciting I remember uh, having a real passion for music and uh, wanted to get together with some other friends to uh, form a music group to write and and sing and record music. So mm. um, they were exciting times. Mm. I, I heard you you loved music, Jason. That mm. went to a um, bit of uh, recording and putting pieces together. Yeah. Uh, maybe one day you should share that with us on the radio program. I've, I have shared a few songs on the radio, but uh, okay. I, I, I don't get enough time to... To uh, write and record, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'd love to hear it one day. But it's interesting your journey that you just mentioned. You know, you know, a lot of people who get baptized at a young age. You know, I, I sometimes hear them say, "Oh, I wish I didn't get baptized. Now. I didn't understand." But the thing is, like you were just saying, you made that commitment to God, mm. and and it's a journey. You know, it's not understanding fully, you know, the truths of the Bible, but it's accepting Jesus that you will walk with Him. And, and allow him to guide your life. Mm. And, and this is what God is saying here in, in this chapter that we're looking at, that even though we may walk in freedom, our, our life is meant to be a faithful walk with God. And, and throughout Scripture, walking with God is phenomenal. You know, it's connected, sorry, with, with trust and obedience, as we see in, in, in the book of, of the letter, First John. And, and there in verse 4 of chapter 11 that you read, you know, the image here, of Yahweh lifting the yoke of bondage and leading Ephraim or Israel with a compassionate guiding hand and a band of love rather than of control and demand as you would put it, you know, a mm. bit 
in a horse's mouth and lead them. Mm. And, and this is part of our, our journey when we, you know, we are baptized and, and, and we give our lives to God. He doesn't control, but he guides and leads us and he pleads with us if we're walking in the wrong direction. And, and you know, God has stooped to down to the needs of the children of Israel and he's fed them in the, as the manna in the wilderness. And so the impact of this verse that God gave Ephraim compassion, attention, and provision, God has reflected on the past. His heart is stirred now with loneliness because of the decision Israel has made to leave him. Mm. And so for God to love that deeply and to have this have his love rejected in loneliness, we hear this sort of aching cry come out through chapter 11. And as the child grows, the metaphors of the past stop as well as, uh, because when you get to verse five, the, the, the mood seems to shift now in chapter 11 from verses five to seven of chapter 11. Would you want to read those verses for us, Jason? Sure. He shall not return to the land of Egypt, but the Assyrian shall be his king because they refuse to repent. And the sword shall mm. slash in his cities, devour his districts, and consume them because of their own counsels. My people are bent on backsliding from me. Though they call to the Most High, none at all exalt him. Yeah, amen. And so, Jason, you know, the consequences and the reality of their sin are really declared here in these verses. Because mm. the cause of judgment is not just the sense of apostasy and rebellion, but it's their persistent refusal to repent. The people would not turn from their habitual patterns of, of sin and return back to God. You know, Jason, you know, just a quick question before we go to the break. What, what does repentance look like and mean to you? I think for me, it's uh, an honest intention and decision to, you know, turn away from the things of the past and uh, to seek God in, in, you know, the way we want to live our lives. Yeah. Really, really well, like a turn, like a U-turn. <laughs> yeah, it is like a U-turn. And, and that's what God is wanting from us. And, um, yeah, and and it's a beautiful picture of what you painted about repentance, Jason. Thank you. And we'll continue on in the next section. Okay. We'll look at uh, repentance in more detail shortly. Mm. Uh, but right now, we'll just remind you of our question. We'd love to hear from you today. Text us in about this word, loneliness. When we say that word, what comes to mind? What images come to mind? Share with us and uh, tell us why those images might come to mind. Text us in on 0488880891. We'd love to hear from you this morning. This uh, next song is Image of God by the group We Are Messengers. And this is featuring Vince Gill. I woke up with a broken heart in my chest. I couldn't sleep, couldn't get no rest. Weighed down by the heaviness of life And I try to shake it flipping through my phone But all it does is make me feel more alone How could anything that feels so wrong be right? And seven billion voices separate us But only one can show we are, we are made, made in the image of, made in the image of God, 
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're speaking with Afi Tuaoi on the series Encounters with Jesus. And Afi, we've been looking at Hosea chapter 11 and we just read verse 11, uh, sorry, chapter 11, verse 5 to 7 mm. and we're starting to talk about the concept of repentance. Um, so uh, what further things do do you want to say about this? <clears throat> yeah, and you gave a, a good description of what repentance is like, Jason. And, and, you know, God is looking for this fresh renewal of our relationship with him daily. And, and you know, God, you know, while we may be talking about these chapters on judgment, but God is always calling Israel to a, a renewal relationship or repentance with him. Mm. Um, you know, and you have that in chapter 6, verses 1 to 3 that we've looked at previously. But you want to read those verses again, Jason, please. Uh, the Hosea 6? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It says, A call to repentance, come and let us return to the Lord. For he has torn, but he will heal us. He has stricken, but he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us, and on the third day, he will raise us up, that we may live in his sight. 
let us know. Let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. Mm. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, the latter and former rain to the earth. Man, Jason, you know, it's, it's a beautiful picture there, mm. you know, Jason, of, of God asking his people to return again and again to renew this covenant relationship with him, mm. you know, and God is pleading that they put him first, you know, but we also see another picture of God there as well as we get into chapter 11 as we are, you know, this lonely figure of God standing with his hands behind his back. And it's like, you know, God has this self-restraint and patience. Mm. And I see God showing his grace and giving his people an opportunity to turn from their rebellion and sin. Because what they do is, as you've read there, and you want to read verse 6 again of chapter 11, Jason, this is what we see what the people do. It says, uh, and the sword shall slash in his cities, devour his districts and consume them because of their own counsels. Yeah, because of their own counsels. Mm. You know, the warfare would not only be fought in the fields, but Assyria, as it was mentioned in verse 5 there, will invade the cities too. Mm. You know, the Israelites believed that their walled, walled cities will provide refuge for them and the people will run from the countryside inside the city in hope of safety. And why? Well, because the verse says Israel had foolishly listened to their own counsels mm. about the future. Mm. You know, Jason. You know who were the who were they listening to? Do you believe they were listening to their own wisdom, their own knowledge, their own ideas? Yeah, mm. their own wisdom, their own ideas. You know, and they were listening to you know to um, false prophets. Yes. You know, false leaders who mm. were leading them astray from God. And, and you have that through in the word there. Uh, you know, Jeremiah chapter 50 and verse 36 and Isaiah 44, 24 and 25. Do you want to read those verses for us, Jason? Yes. Please. So this is Jeremiah 50. Um, I've got verse 35 and 36. A sword is against the Chaldeans, says the Lord, against the inhabitants of Babylon and against her princes and her wise men. A sword is against the soothsayers, and they will be fools. A sword is against her mighty men, and they will be dismayed. And uh, do you want the Isaiah one as well? Yeah, thanks, Jason. Yeah. Um, so this is Isaiah forty-four, twenty-four, and 25. It says, Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, and he who formed you from the womb, I am the Lord who makes all things, who stretches out the heavens all alone, who spreads abroad the earth by myself, who frustrates the signs of the babblers and drives diviners or diviners, diviners, I think, mad, mm. uh, who turn wise men backward and make their knowledge foolishness. Yeah. You know, soothsayers and diviners guiding people in the wrong direction. You know, sometimes, Jason, you know, it kind of reminds me of, of people giving false counsel and, and advice, even through the time of the pandemic that we had just over a year ago. Mm. You know, and, and, you know, there was, I know a lot of Adventists, you know, were believing, you know, COVID-19 was the mark of the beast. Well, many, um, not just Adventists, I guess many people felt that these sorts of things were, were true, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, what we do see is that, God doesn't give up on us. And mm. um, why doesn't God give up on his people and face the consequences of their actions? Well, in Hosea chapter 11, verse 8 and 9, you'd like to read those verses for us, please, Jason. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, Israel? How can I make you like Admar? How can I set you like Zeboam? 
My heart churns within me. My sympathy is stirred. I will not execute the fierceness of my anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim. For I am God and not man, the Holy One in your midst, and I will not come with terror. Yeah, and that's why God can't give up on us, Mm. uh, because of his love. But even though... You know, we may follow wrong counsels of, of various individuals and conspiracy theories and so forth. Here we have it here in chapter 11. You know, uh, we find this Old Testament gospel, uh, you know, vivid picture of God who is unwilling to give up on his children. Mm. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. And, you know, and we find it, you know, next to impossible that God is not willing to give, give up on his children. Mm. You, know, you know, the God, the glory of God's grace that he doesn't give up on us. And you read there in verses, um, on verse 8 there, Jason, where it mentions the word, um, the names of the cities, Admar and Zeboim. Mm. And you find that in Genesis chapter 14, verses 2 and 8, which these are, are cities that made up Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay. And you have that picture, we know, of Genesis 18, where, where God comes to Abraham and and. God is saying to Abraham, you know, he's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham asks God the question, would you destroy the righteous with the wicked? And, you know, for the 50, 40, 30, 10, and God says, I will not destroy the city even for the sake of 10. Mm. You know, it, it reminds me of, of the, the story, you know, you have there in Luke 22, verses 31 and, and 34, uh, you want to read those verses for us, please, Jason? Yeah. And this is when Jesus uh, was speaking to Peter just before his, his uh, ar- um, arrest and crucifixion. Mm. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you, both to prison and to death. Then he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you'll deny three times that you know me. And then uh, later in that same chapter, uh, verse 54 to 62, um, do you want me to go on to that now? Yeah, Oh, before you read that, Jason, you know, it's interesting, you know, when Jesus was on trial there, you know, where were his disciples? They disappeared pretty rapidly. <laughs> yeah, they did. And they left, you know. Not, they, one they of them, not one of them stayed. Well, I guess Peter hung around for a little bit, but then he left. Yeah, yeah. you know, they abandoned him. Mm. You know, did Jesus feel lonely at the time with, you know, his, his inner circle weren't around him when mm. he needed them mm. most? And that's the point we're making, you know, God feeling lonely at this time. And, and you, as you just read, Jesus there at the Last Supper with, with his disciples and he even tells them, you know, tells Peter, you are going to forsake me. And then in, those, in chapter 22 there, the, uh, 50, verses 54 to 62, you want to read those verses, Jason? Yes, it says, Having arrested him, they led him and brought him into the high priest's house. But Peter followed at a distance. Now when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter said, uh, sat among them. And a certain servant girl, seeing him as he sat by the fire, looked intently at him and said, This man was also with him. But he denied him, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And after a little while another saw him and said, You also are of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. Then after about an hour had passed, another confidently affirmed, saying, 
Surely this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are saying. Immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So Peter Mm -hmm. went out and wept bitterly. Mm. And the Lord looked straight at Peter Mm. after he had denied him three times. Mm. And does God feel lonely? I'm sure he did. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, when he was praying in the garden before that event as well, when he asked uh, three of his disciples to sit there and pray with him and they just fell asleep. I mean, that would have been hard as well. Mm. So just finish off there, Jason, chapter 11 of Hosea is an awesome picture for us to contemplate on of our almighty God and his loneliness. Mm, Absolutely. Well, it's time for our book offer, and today's book offer is called Chosen, Genesis through Deuteronomy. This is by Jack Blanco. Uh, In Chosen, Jack Blanco creates a harmonious look at the story of Genesis through Deuteronomy. You'll read the great stories of Noah building an ark, Abraham believing an impossible promise, Joseph experiencing misery and greatness, and Moses leading the Israelites through years of manna and sand. Each of the patriarch's stories combined to tell us one great story, the story of God's amazing grace. And that's the same story that we're really hearing here in the book of Hosea. So stay tuned, and after the break, we'll give you the code for this great book today. This song is I Will Never Leave You Alone, uh, featuring Liz Weiss and written by Paul Zach. When your fear comes and marching like an army And you hear all the pounding Of the drums Where your cries for justice Come up empty When you ask In weakness, Lord, how long When they sing with their creeds and confessions with blinded eyes and hearts of stone, when they paid no heed to your oppression, I will never. Trouble like a nuisance. I'm 
Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and today we're finishing up our program with Afi Tuaoi. We've been studying the book of Hosea and we've been talking about chapter 11 um, but uh, before the break we were looking at Peter and the time when he denied Christ he denied that he knowed him and I uh, thought that song was quite appropriate in that we often might abandon God, but uh, he promises never to abandon us. Amen. And this is really the story, isn't it, of Hosea, where he keeps on calling us back to him, calling the people of Israel back to him. He's there. He doesn't abandon us. And, uh, but before the break, we talked about our book off a chosen Genesis through Deuteronomy. And the code for today is Encounter 33. Encounter 33, no spaces. Text that in to 0488-880-891. Now, um, we've just got three copies to give away today, so the first three in will receive that book offer today. Encounter number 33. Text it in to 0488-880-891. do you have any more thoughts on this uh, little story of Peter and his denial mm. of Christ before we finish up? Yeah, thanks, Jason. And, you know, it's a beautiful song that you tied it into, um, as you said. And, you know, I love the part where, you know, in Luke there, where Jesus looks straight at Peter. Mm. You can imagine the guilt that came upon him. But mm. God, you know, Jesus restored Peter as well. And um, we don't have time to look at it. But, um, you know, why when Jesus resurrected, he says to, to Mary in, in the same book of Luke, go tell Peter and his disciples. Mm. And um, then you have it in, in the book of John there uh, when Jesus meets the disciples and he says to Peter, you know, three times, do you love me? And uh, his restoration and then setting us out to continue to serve him. You know, Jason, um, as God restores us as well and uh, continually out of the loneliness of his heart to want us to be part of it, you have there in verses 10 and 12 of Hosea chapter 11, the hope that God has for us in the future. Do you want to read those verses for us, please? It says, uh, this is um, Hosea eleven ten to 12, They shall walk after the Lord. He will roar like a lion. When he roars, then his son shall come trembling from the west. They shall come trembling like a bird from Egypt, like a dove from the land of Assyria. And I will let them dwell in their houses, says the Lord. 
Verse 12, Ephraim has encircled me with lies and the house of Israel with deceit. But Judah still walks with God, even with the Holy One who is faithful. Mm. And yet, as you just read there in verse 12, Jacob fled to the country of Syria and Israel served for, um, oh, sorry, we're wrong. This verse, is sorry. in verse 11. Yeah, oh, verse 12 there. Um, Judah still walks with God yes. yep. and even with the Holy One who is faithful. Mm. And that's the faithfulness of God. You know, the lonely heart of God reaching out to the future. And, you know, it's like God envisions a time when his people will live in an obedient, trusting, faithful relationship with him because God is the Lord of the future, the God of new beginnings who longs to make things new, the Father of who gives us a thousand chances, the spirit of a fresh start. Mm. And what God longed for from his people then, he still desires from his people today. Mm. And then after, even though after our repentance, he still continues to look for our reconciliation because God understands loneliness. You know, Jason, there's another beautiful story there in the book of Luke that um, brings out the loneliness that God understands there in, in chapter 7 of Luke, verses 11 to 17. You want to quickly read those verses yeah. for us, please? Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen up among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding region. Mm, man, you know, Jason, you would know the background of, of woman in, in the time of Jesus. And it, why yeah. would Jesus do this for it? Well, it's, it was a pretty bad thing to lose a husband um, mm. because they were the only life support of, of a female because I guess um, they didn't have the option of uh, unemployment benefits or social security mm. and things that we have here. Yeah, that's right. And it's bad enough she, you know, she lost her husband, but now she loses her mm. only son. Mm. You know, and really, you know, Jesus owed this woman nothing. Mm. And yet he extended his compassion to her. Mm. And, and she was one of, you know, the most helpless and hopeless of people in society in the time of Jesus. Mm. And, you know, and you have that in the book of Jeremiah chapter six and Amos chapter eight of, of how women were treated. But God understood the loneliness of this woman and her need. And so God promises to restore, you know, us, those who know his touch. And Jesus takes the initiative to restore and renew life again Mm. for this woman. And so death is not the end for those who know Jesus. Mm. You know, Jason, you know, we know the verse well in John 3, chapter 16, Mm. which, which we all know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. But it's verse 17 sometimes we forget. Because verse 17 it says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, 
but that the world through him might be saved. Mm. You know, and you have, you know, the beautiful stories there in Luke 15, you know, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. And, and each of those stories, you know, as we know, the lost sheep, just the one, and God was willing to go and look for that one. Mm. And the lost coin, the woman, you know, she searches high and nigh just for that one coin reflecting of us as well, what God does for us. But also the lost sons. It's not just the, you know, the youngest son that, that is lost, but it's the older son. Mm. You know, just, I'm not sure if you have, um, there with you, um, verse 28, um, yeah. and 29 of Luke 15. I'd like to read yes. those two verses. This is uh, the older son, but he would, was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I have never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. Yeah. And, and so in verse 28, where was the father? Um, he came out and pleaded with him. It says, therefore, his father came yeah. out. So he came to him. Yeah. Mm. So the father was in the mm. house, mm. and the son re- decided to remain out. But mm. yet the father comes out mm. and comes to the, the older son. And mm. God does that for you and I. And as we wrap up today, Jason, you know, God's lonely heart, he's always coming out for you and I. And he comes out for Israel. And um, he pleads with us today of his loneliness, of his heart, come to him. Mm. Beautiful. It's a story of continuing and ongoing love from God that he has for us. Mm. Um, will we be going on to Hosea chapter 12 next time, Arfie? We will, finishing off next uh, next week. Oh, awesome. no, in two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. no worries. Yeah. And, of course, next Monday we'll have Mark Falconer. Tomorrow with Peter Watts, uh, Supply Chain Security. That's a fascinating one. Uh, join us tomorrow with Peter. Remember, today's code is Encounter 33. This last song as we go out is called Love One Another by James David Carter. May you feel God's presence with you today. God bless. Love one another as I have loved you. Bear with each other and always be
Rain down on your day.